0: the house of God it's a joy yet again Sunday after Sunday week after week to come to the presence of God knowing that every time I am here I'm not the only one knowing that there's a body of believers that are eagerly waiting for the presence of God not just that not just that I have an awesome privilege to know that my king is already here my lord is already here Oh, what is the purpose of you going to a shop to shop when you don't know what are the items available for you? I come here knowing my Savior is here. I come here knowing He's inviting us. Oh, come on, somebody. I come here knowing that my God is waiting for all of us. That's a privilege. That's a privilege. Because I know my God is in this house. I know that when we all come together, His presence attracts all of us. Hallelujah. And I'm sure when I was, we started our worship today, I felt so strong in my spirit, a move of spirit of God. And sometimes I, I you know, uh, over the past years, of my experience with ministry, I don't want to just take it for granted, but I sense it in my soul, sense it in my spirit, when a strong move of God is happening in our life, in, in our midst. What I feel, I, uh, just, not just a feeling, but it is it is a touch of God that I have felt in my life. Some of you all may not know about this. Some of you all may not understand this. But what I feel when I am strongly uh, in that presence, um, you know, completely drowned in the presence of God is that I feel as if a coolness just passing over me. I feel as if there's something that is touching my life. I know it is not just somebody else. I know it's the Spirit of God Almighty. I know in my spirit, that is the presence of God that we it is just just the sanctuary is filled with the presence what I'm encouraging my folks today and this coming days is long for your presence long for his presence long for the presence of God and his presence will transform you wherever the presence of God comes there is total transformation amen Amen. hallelujah transformation is part of God's presence. You cannot say, oh, I am in the presence of God and nothing has happened. You are in a wrong presence. You are in somebody else's. If you are in the presence of God, the presence of God will transform you. Come on, somebody. It will transform you. Do not build a wall in between you and God Almighty because when the presence of God is every wall will be broken and His presence will transform you. And I'm praying that the the presence of God Almighty will transform not just you, but Wherever you go, the transformation work of God will work through you in your circumstances, in your offices, in your schools, in your colleges, in your and every sphere of life, wherever you are. Even when you take your phone and make a phone call to your friend and your family member, let there be a transformation is what I pray. Hallelujah. Can you dream it? Can you dream it? Come on, somebody. Can you dream it? When you take a phone call and start praying, Or making just a conversation. Hello, how are you doing? Let there be a transformation. Can I tell you, many, 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 many years ago, a lady from Hyderabad, India, called uh, my home uh, office. And um, um, as she was calling, the moment she took the phone, we knew that there was an evil spirit controlling her. The moment we took the phone, the evil spirit in Hyderabad, over the phone, started manifesting. Over the phone, I'm talking over the phone, the evil spirit in Hyderabad started manifesting. And, and she started talking and screaming out. Nay, I, we were in Bangalore. We, my dad was in Bangalore. I was with him. We were in Bangalore at that time. Over the phone, I'm telling you, in Hyderabad, you pres- the presence of God does not matter where you are if you are connected to the house of God, if you are connected to the presence of God, then what it matters is when your alignment comes with God Almighty, your assignment becomes in order. Amen? It matters the most. What matters the most here is your alignment with God Almighty. How are you positioned with God today? In today's service, we pray that the Lord will transform our lives so that we can be part of God's big transformation in our city, in our environment, wherever you are from. May the Lord continue to bless each one of you. I see a lot of new faces today. Um, you know, all our dear brothers and families. I see Brother Anish's parents, Brother Anish mentioned. I see Brother Anish's brother-in-law and family here. May the Lord continue to bless you. There's another new uh, uh, family that I see. Uh, um, May the Lord continue to bless you. Thank you for joining us. And every person who is new here uh, today. We don't take you for granted. We know that you ha- you could have chosen any other place to worship today, but you chose to be in this house. We value your presence and if you are, part, if you are in Dallas City and if you don't have a home church, feel free to join us together as we lift. The only agenda of Zion Church is to lift up the kingdom of God Almighty. Be part of His kingdom establishment. If the Lord calls you to be part of that, if this is your vision, join us together. Let's build His kingdom. That's the only agenda in Zion Church, nothing else matters here. No person, no individual, no worship team, no pastor, no leader. It is the name of Jesus that matters the most in this house. Hallelujah. And just to, just to keep you, active, you know, after the service, I know hundreds of people, all of them are going to come and talk to you. So don't be overwhelmed. This is a culture of our church where we want to show and throw our love on you. So don't be overwhelmed when you have all of them coming and talking to you, trying to take your contact and your number. If you're not feeling comfortable, don't give it. It's okay, no problem. But they will come and talk to you. So I'm just preparing you right now. Is that okay, church? On. I <laughs> so I'd like to welcome all of you. A lot of our families are in Boston right now for PCNAC uh, conference. From the last two months, we've been missing out on a lot of our families because. Um, um, you know, in in our churches, you know, this uh, summertime is the time for vacations and conferences. A lot of our families have already taken vacations and they're back uh, this week. Some of our families are taking vacation and going for ministry and vacation to India. Uh, Coming week, uh, towards the end of our service, we'll definitely uplift them and we will pray for them. But may the Lord continue to bless wherever you go. Know that Zion is your church. You will come back in this house, all right? God bless you. That's a pastoral prayer and an advice that I can give. This morning as um I was looking into the scripture to share. Are you all ready for the word? Amen. Praise the Lord. So this morning, as I was ready for, um, you know, to share, I was preparing. The word of the Lord came to my heart like two days ago about the word. I was preparing about it. And yesterday I was just preparing more into it and putting more meat to the process and putting more thought to the process. And I was just preparing all of it. And I was just in the presence of God. And today when I was sitting through a Malayalam service, as Pastor Sam was preaching, I'm like, Pastor, where are you going with this word? Where are you going with this word? Because that's the exact same truth that I wanted to preach today. And so the same word, sometimes it so happens that God, you know, He is the controller of our mind. He's the controller of the word. He is the one who gives us the word. And and, and maybe our thought process are a di- little different, but but the word of God is exactly the same. And if you go through my notes today, and I shared a little bit of it through our worship team this morning as they were preparing for the song, uh, um, you know, um, I told them that, you know, it's about building walls that I'm, I want to be talking about today it's about building the walls and the man of god as he was sharing in our malayalam service how many of you were blessed in our malayalam service Nine forty-five. we have a malayalam service if you are in dallas city watching us live wherever you are come to zion malayalam service is awesome it's powerful the lord is working amazing 11 o'clock we have english service God is wonderful. Tuesdays, we have our intercessory. It's a prayer night of our church. Thursdays, we have a Tamil service. The Lord is amazing in all of our services. He is amazing. We we, we, we are in a process of revamping our African service, uh, in a process of revamping our Hindi service. There are multiple languages for one church. This is one church, many languages, and the Lord will bless it. This morning, as we are looking into the Word of God, um, you know the, the the scripture and the thought process that I want to uh, align towards is towards a a, a a topic that I would like to give is heartache heartache nobody not, not everybody loves heartaches no not everybody a couple of weeks ago as I was preaching our church right here on this stage I felt such a strong chest pain and I thought maybe a heartache is about to come and and and, and my wife is already scared but no <laughs> and, and, and right here I was preaching I'd made it you know, I made it possible in a way that I didn't let anybody know. And I kept my cool and kept my calm. I just stood there and asked them to sing another song. Or I, maybe I asked somebody to pray. Because you, we don't want heartaches. We don't, we don't like it. It just threatens our environment, our family. Some of you all have gone through heart attacks in your family. And the very word just brings chills in your body right now when you hear about it. Because it's not a cool thing. It's not an easy thing because you're battling with life and death. It's not an easy thing because you're battling with life and death and and you don't want to face it. You don't want to go through it with heartaches. But today when we look into the scripture, I want to bring your attention towards a man um, who was weeping and who's, who his, his face showed what his heart was longing for. His face showed what his heart, sometimes you know I, I meet with people who are very grumpy. I know the reason for their grumpiness is because something that they are dealing in their In their heart. Amen. Your your face is the mirror of your heart. Whatever you're going in the undercurrent of your heart is revealed in in your face. Sometimes I meet with people, brother, how are you doing? Praise the Lord. There's something serious he's going through. There's something serious that is going on within his heart. But can I tell you something? In the house of God, when we come here, we rejoice in our brokenness because it is God who gives us the peace. We rejoice in the house of God because He heals the brokenhearted. He binds up their wounds is what the scripture says. He is the God who looks for. If you are here with a broken heart today, my God can mend it. There is nothing that is hard for my, can I repeat it? There is nothing that is hard for my God that he cannot touch and there's nothing that my God cannot heal. If you are here with a broken heart, with a sad face, my God will mend it. Will mend it. So don't judge people when they have an upset face because there's something they are going through in their heart. Talk to them in their heart. Talk to them. Let them know that you love them. In our church community, I want people to know that we love each other. Because people go through stuff. They go through seven days of work is not easy. It's very hard. Their life is not, I mean, there's so much struggle. But when we come to the house of God, one brother uplifts the other brother. Oh, come on. Sisters, we as a family, we uplift each other. Because that's what the principle of God says. We encourage, we walk with them. We don't judge them. I don't want our church to be known as a church that judges. There's 70 other Malayali international Indian churches, Indian churches in in Dallas City. I want us to be a different church, a church that loves people. I don't care about anything else. I want us to be a church that loves people the way God has loved us. Can Can you agree with me? Are you all agreeing with me? I want us to be a church that loves mankind, loves people the way Christ showed his love. We will love. We will stand in the gap. This morning as I look into the scripture, let's read Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 2 and 3. Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 2 and 3. It's a scripture portion from the Old Testament where we look into the scriptures and we know and understand. We have read and we have heard a lot of preaching about it. That One of the greatest uh, communicator, leader, builders of all time in, in Israel's history is Nehemiah. Because he built the wall in 52 days. Come on, Trump, you can beat that amazing guy amazing guy but when we read through the scripture we see it i'm going to read it for you if you can if you have your bibles turn it with me if you have if you want to follow the screen over here you can do so so the king asked me why does your face look so sad when you are not ill this can be nothing but the sadness of your heart i was very much afraid but i said to the king may the king live forever Why should my face not look sad when the city where my ancestors were buried lies in ruins and its gates have been destroyed by fire? Here's the scripture portion that I bring to your attention as we look through the scriptures here. If you can turn your attention towards me right now. We see a scripture here where this this, this cup bearer of the king, Nehemiah, is approaching the presence of the king with the daily routine that he always done. Uh, uh, his role is to give the wine to the king. And before he gives the wine to the king, he tastes the wine. And after he's tasted and seen the wine is good for the king, he gives, come on, I'm talking about wine today. He gives the wine to the king, right? He gives the wine to the king. His only role was a cup bearer. He will take the wine and he'll give the wine to the king. But one day so happened, that the king noticed that there is something going on in Nehemiah's face. Usually when people are sick, we, don't, we are not happy when we are sick. I, is there anybody who is, who is happy when you are sick? Maybe you are happy to call off sick days and take off in your home. But you are not happy when sickness really hits you. Am I, Am I true? Come on. Is there agreement? Only brother Georgie agrees with me. We're not happy when we are sick. And it's the same story here. The king knows that. And he asked, asked Nehemiah, you know what? I know that you're not sick, right? But why is your face sad? Because there's something that is reflecting in your face. There's something that is bothering you. And today as I'm preaching this word of God, if there are places, there are people here, you're just masking, you're just putting up a mask and sitting here showing off that you're a happy person, happy family But there is something that is going in the undercurrents of your own life. God looks at that today. And He asks you today, my friend, my family, my brother, my sister. What is going on? Why is your face downcast? There is something that is bothering you. There is something that is going beneath, in your heart. There is something that you've been working. There is something that is bothering you. Am I asking to our church today? Is there anything that is bothering you? If there is, give to the hands of God Almighty. I cannot do anything. My name has no value. But when my name stands with the name of God Almighty. We know that there are wonders and signs will happen when we pray. But it all takes place when you surrender your heart to the God Almighty. To our King, to our Lord. When you surrender yourself to God, we let Him know, God, all that my heart has been going through, all my, my life has been going through God, I surrender it. Because I know my face can radiate only when I'm basking in your presence. Oh, who else can talk much about it other than Moses' life? When he spent his life in the mountaintop with the presence of God, when he came down, his face was radiating because the presence of God gives joy in your heart. Amen. David would say, my, my heart, third, my soul, thirst for you. I'm hungry for your presence, O oh Lord. And that's the appetite of, of David that we see. That he thirsts, he longs, he hungers for God's presence. Whatever your heart's condition is today, but let me remind our church that whatever you're going through, all the answers are met only in the presence of Jesus Christ. All the answers. And He changes your life. He changes your heart. The Bible says, Lord, give me... Take the heart of stone from me. He changes a heart. How many of you all need a change of heart today? In our life, in our situation, in the way we are, in the way we communicate within our family, in the way we are communicating within our. I need a change of my heart. I need a change of my decisions, my motives, everything that comes through my heart. I need a change in my own self. As a pastor, I am boldly confessing it. I need a change. I need a change in my heart. And I believe that's true for all of us gathered here. We can say, God, change my heart. That I will be a person that longs for your presence. A change of heart will always be shown in your face. The joy of the Lord is revealed in your face. The way you greet, the way you communicate, the way you position yourself. Amen. Can I hear an amen? Amen. The way you position yourself in church the way you walk into the church, the way you communicate with your brother and sister, with the way you are position reveals a lot of your heart's condition. And today I know there are people that, are, that, that your hearts are being quenched by things that is going around. What bothers you, my friend? Why, what, what bothers you, mama, here? What bothers you, people? What, what, what bothers you, dad? What, what bothers you? What's going on in your heart? God says, give to me and I will change it. I will change it. Come on, somebody. I will change it, is I will make it new is what the word of God says. I will make it new. Doesn't say 50-50. No, 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 no. That's not a business in God's hand. It says, I will make it new. I will change it. I need a renewed heart. I need a changed heart. My heart has been worried. There's a lot of, a lot of heart blocks going on. There's a lot of cholesterol. There's a lot of bad fat that is present. Oh, come on. Some of y'all have fattened so badly. Our heart needs a mending. Our heart needs a work of God Almighty. Our heart needs the touch. Our heart needs the, the flow of His blood in our heart so that it will change stuff around and make us, when your heart changes, your face changes. When your heart changes, it's seen in your. Come on, somebody. When, when you sit in front of me, I want you all to smile and sit, okay? Don't be, don't be, don't be, because that's, that shows your heart. Praise the Lord. How's your heart's condition? As we look into the scripture here, the king asked Nehemiah, what's bothering you? What's bothering There's something that is going on in Nehemiah's heart that the king recognizes. In the Persian Empire, uh, 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 none of the king's officials would dare to walk in presence of the king with a downcast face that was not allowed in a Persian culture or in 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 those palaces all the employees all the officials had always to keep their countenance bright and happy when they approached the king are you all understanding this Amen. So this is the principle and this is the law of an earthly king that he demanded that every subject, every every person, every official that walks into the chamber room of the king must always keep his face smiling, rejoicing because the king doesn't want to see you downcast. But can I tell you something, a good news? We can walk to the presence of God with a downcast face and return rejoicing because he knows we are coming from a weak broken world and he knows the flaws of our life and he knows what we are going through and he lets us know with your broken heart when you come to me i will touch it Amen. i will touch it i will touch it in this conversation we see the king was really good the the uh, the, the Arthur Xerxes the king um, was really good when he uh, in the conversation but But when you look into the history of. And look into the the, the background of the Persian kings. They always wanted. And the moment they saw anybody. With a low countenance on their face. They put them to death immediately. That was the rule and the edict of the king back in those days. But here we see a king is asking Nehemiah. What bothers you? Why is your face dull? We are approaching a king of kings and a lord of lords. And he knows what is going on within ourselves he knows the desires of our heart and he is ready to fulfill it he knows what we are facing in the broken world that we're living in and the brokenness that we are coming out and he knows and he lets us know give me your heart so that i can change your face today i'm declaring it the name of jesus as we give our heart to the hands of god almighty our heart will rejoice in his presence and that will radiate in our face Your brother and your sister, family around us will never see what is going on inside our heart. Man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks the inside. But when God looks at the inside, He changes the inside so that the outward appearance also changes. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. When, whenever God changes your inside, it should reveal. Somebody, say, I mean, if people come to me and say that I am changed by the love of God and there is nothing that shows in your character. Come on, somebody. That is not true transformation. Because if God has touched your heart and if it, that heart has become a new person, that will show in your character. That will show in who you are. Am I Okay. Amen? Let God touch our heart today. Let God touch our heart today. Some of us, we need a touch of God in our heart. Our hearts are so, so, so hardened. Our hearts are so hardened because of 20 years and 30 years of Pentecostal life, because of all these church years and the, the schedules that we follow. Let God know, God, God, my, my, my heart is hardened for the things that is happening around. I, I give my heart to you. I give my heart to you. I need a change because that change will bring a change on my Fair and lovely and all these screams and ghost screams will not bring a change in your face. It's the change in your heart. Oh, come on. I preached it right. It's a change of heart. It's a change. Some of us need a change of heart. Next time when you see somebody who is downcast, let them know you need a change of heart. You need a change of heart. Some, some of your wives are going to say the same thing today when you are on your lunch table. Husband, you need a change of heart. When they say that, look to them and you can also say the same. Wife, you need a change of heart. (laughs) We all need a change of heart. It all comes from his presence. I'm so happy to see the scripture here because a king asks Nehemiah, if an earthly king can do so, I know my God Almighty looks at our hearts. But when all of this story goes behind, what bothers Nehemiah's heart? I'm glad this earthly king does not end his conversation in asking Nehemiah what bothers you. But he asks him intentionally what really matters to you. Because if something mattered to you, it will bother you. Come on somebody. In church leadership, when things matter to you, it bothers you. It bothers you. Sometimes when I see some of the stuff, you know, I go and, you know, 101, I talk to some of our individuals and I, I always love to correct in, in private, never in public. So I, when I meet with 101, I, I tell them, this bothers me because this search matters to me. This bothers me because this environment matters. To me. Are you all with me? This bothers me because it mattered to me. As a shepherd in the house, when I am placed here, I know the authority that God has given me and I will stand not knowing, not caring what it is. But when I make sure, when I communicate, my heart's intention is that anybody that I communicate the word of God to, his heart has to change so that his face can radiate. Can I tell you something? A person who has never known the love of Christ, he first looks at your face. How you are doing. Yet sometimes we have blocked so many connections and contacts just because our face was not radiating the glory of God. If only our face could share the love of God that has transformed your heart, our church will be doubled. And asking our church, let's practice it. Let's practice it. Whenever we meet with a new believer, a new person, somebody out in the street, when they walk into our church, let's share the love of God to them so that our face radiates the joy that God has transformed your heart. It matters to us. And that's why it bothers us. What was mattering? What what was the problem with Nehemiah? Bible says when we read through the scriptures, we say, how can I live in peace when the, when the wall's are are, are lying down in ruins. When the city that my ancestors were buried are completely destroyed. When the gates have been put on fire. How can I live in peace? This has to bother every individual in the church. How can we live in peace when there are many others walking on our streets who has never heard the love of God? How can we live in peace when the walls of our city is being broken? I'm not talking about the wall that, that our political governments want to try to build. I'm talking about something something spiritual here. I'm talking about the walls in our city that has been broken. The culture has broken the walls in our city. We need to stand in the gap and let people know, let God know, oh God, use my life so that it can transform the nation around me, the people around me, the community around me. Use me, O oh Lord it must bother you because this must matter to you you're a kingdom person you're anointed and you're chosen by god almighty each one of you right now under my voice even if you're if you're here or you're watching me live from any part of the world you are a chosen vessel of god almighty so that his peace will transform the life of everybody that you touch and you encounter to Life around Nehemiah mattered because they were his people. His people, his ancestors. And the city of there were were, were buried in ruins and it mattered. And when it mattered, it was bothering him. It was bothering him so much that it showed on his face. And the king asked him. Bible says, if my people come back to me and pray, I will heal their land. All it takes is a change of heart. And it all can happen only in the hands of God Almighty. Because when that happens, it shows in your face. It shows on your face. It shows on your face. And today I'm asking you, my God, if the earthly king can ask Nehemiah what is going on on your face, my earthly king will touch your heart and change the course of your direction of your life and He will bring radiance of joy in your life. I don't know what you're facing today, but I know I'm prophetically declaring over somebody's life. The greatest prophecies are from the Bible itself. Whenever the Word of God is spoken, and if you go through scenarios, and if you know this Word is for my life, receive it right now, because I'm going to declare and decree in the name of Jesus Christ that whatever your face has been battling all these years, whatever your heart was troubled all these years, my God will mend it right today. It's a day of a great deliverance in this house. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 13. Can I have the worship team behind me? Proverbs chapter 15, verse 13. It says, A happy heart makes the face cheerful, but a heartache crushes the spirit. It crushes everything. When your spirit is crushed, you cannot do anything. Sometimes we miss our church service because our spirit is crushed. Brother, every person Oh, that's not the same. spirit is crushed. Saudra, Saudri, they were sunny delivered in Murtakim. Ah, Hradeam, Potim, Nurgim, Akradeam, and the Yeshu in a matang Kadim. Avena Narakatulu, ending on do, Patigada Maregondo, prosinging the Arena on Narakatilabashi, and the Yeshu in Dedogondo on the Ganyal. Ah, our Marty He will change it. We miss our services. I mean, it's funny, you know, sometimes when I call them and I say, No, no, I don't moody Even though I'm smiling, but I'm praying, you know, I'm praying for you. I know there's something that is going on. Where your spirit is crushed. There's something that is going around in yourself, in your circumstance, where your spirit is crushed. And when your spirit is crushed, you cannot do anything. It doesn't give you a freedom. Because where the spirit of God is, there is freedom. When your spirit is crushed, you have no access for freedom. You don't know what you're doing. Everything that you want to do is completely destroyed and devastated and you don't, you don't have an access to things. And what you immediately do as a natural human being is you want to isolate yourself. You want to isolate. If, if there are people here who are finding yourself in isolation, there's a change of heart that you need. There are people here who need, you need a change of heart. I'm declaring, I know there are people. I know there are people. Is it okay that I preach like this? Thank you. Even if you say no, I'll preach. Whenever we find people and families in isolation, there's something going on in their heart. Your heart is troubled. Your heart is troubled. Don't keep it for too long because the longer you wait, the chances are all the arteries and all the veins will be and that will quench the spirit. Nurses and doctors are here. They're smiling at me. Pastor, don't preach too much medical here. But the more you wait on that, the more you wait on that, it'll completely destroy and kill you. It'll take your life. You will succumb to what you have been going through slowly and slowly. But give it a try. Come to the house of God. Take that frightful heart of yours. Let God, God, change me. Change me. Even if you are 25, 30 years in Pentecostal faith, let God, God, change my heart. I need it. Change me like a baby heart. Some of us we do so much to look younger, right? We look, we want to look younger. You will look younger if your heart is changed. You will look younger if your heart is changed. And today we need that. We will look into the scriptures yet again next week as we continue on the story of Nehemiah. What bothered him? It bothered him because it mattered to him. Let the city bother us. Let the need outside bother us. Let this church bother us. We are planted in this house. Let the work of this church bother us. Let it matter to us. And we'll pray that God will help us to rebuild the broken walls. I love in Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 17. When he scouted the land, when he found out the walls were broken. Can we all stand up in God's house? When he found all the walls were broken, he scouted the land in different areas. After he'd done so, I see a leader standing in the gap in front and midst of all his Jewish brothers. And this is what he said. Come. Let us build the wall together. Let us build this wall. Let us build this wall karenge. Let us build this wall together. Who went out and scouted the land? One person. Whose heart was bothered because of what was going on? One person. But when he started to build, I like the leader's initiative. He gathered his people around and said, Come, let us build it together. It's not a one-man work. It takes everybody else to do what God wants us to do. I'm asking you this week, this month, and this year, if you find anybody whose face is down and quenched and broken, bring them to the house of God. Invite people to join us. I'm asking you, I'm declaring it. If you go, if you see, if you find people who are going through sufferings, you know, seasonal curses that has been breaking and breaking their families, invite them to church. A statistic says that 95% of the people come to church only if they are invited. Not on Facebook. Not on flyers. Not on social media. But it is when it is invited through word of mouth. Invite them. Let them know. Come. Join me in the house of God. God will change the countenance of your face. God will change and give you a renewed heart. I'm asking you, some of our folks today, take it as a challenge in your life. That God changed my heart. That I will be part of your change in this kingdom. Can we all close our eyes, look to the Lord in prayer? As our worship team helps us with the song right now, we'll all give to the Lord what belongs to the Lord in our part of our offerings. But we'll let Him know God, change my heart that I become a newer person in you.